0: This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values with your hosts, the Cotelli's. I am Marco.
1: And I'm Tony.
0: Hola. Hola. We are back for yet another week. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy after our nine-year anniversary Wednesday. Mm Mm-hmm. It's uh, been a pretty good month thus far, huh? It has. It's been very good. I'm very excited. So by the time this recording comes out, we will have been on our anniversary, I don't know, surprise. I don't know what you have in store for the whole thing. Nope. You don't. But you don't know what I have in store for the whole thing either. I have an idea. You have zero ideas. I have several ideas. You don't have any idea of what I've planned. I have three ideas. Well... I'm sure they're none of what you think.
1: <laughs> well, then you're not a good
0: husband. I am a great husband, actually, <laughs> because I like to uh, surprise you, actually surprise you.
1: Yeah, well, you're going to be surprised, too. Well, good. I like mm-hmm. a surprise. No, well, you actually, don't. I don't like you hate This is killing you. All statement. It's not killing me. I just don't think about it. Uh,
0: no, it's not killing me. But no, I don't like surprises. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Just tell me what it is so I know what to expect. Nope. Like might to, even might even blindfold you this year uh no you won't i might no you won't i might uh no you won't <laughs>
1: um but,
0: yeah because they need to know like what am i gonna wear like what do i have to wear to go to this thing it's like that i just don't like surprises mm. i'm just that weird person that is not a fan of it mm-hmm. but my sister is the same way apparently oh i believe it she doesn't like surprises either she's like just tell me everything because, I mean, like, for example, like a show, like, you can tell me what happens on the show. I'm still going to watch it. Nope. But I just need to know.
1: Nope. I was with a coworker the other day, and he was like, there was this amazing show on Netflix. And in the end, it turns out they're all robots. And I'm like, well, now I don't have to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> and I will never watch it. Like, the end. It's over. Oh, nope. well, that's unfortunate. Yeah don't don't no don't do that don't spoil the surprise don't tell me I about would watch
0: it. it I totally watch it because for me it's more about like the cinematography than it is the story like I want to know like how it plays out on screen that's why I'm like watching shows right now um, like Sharp Objects for example because I read the book mm-hmm. and it's like really good so I already know what's going to happen but like I want to watch the show because I need to see what it's like like how it plays out and what it looks like and all that stuff like that I just need to know
1: Yeah, I mean, I get that, but even usually the show and the book don't...
0: They're not exactly the same. They usually are, and if they're not, then I'm pissed. Yeah. I don't like that. (laughs) I'm not a fan of it. Well, you (laughs) have fun with that. Yeah, right? Well... How about we hop into our hashtag gay relationship goals for the week? Let's do it. Awesome. As a reminder, every week, Tony and I will pick a wonderful queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag gay relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the gay relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, Or if there is a queer couple um, or relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us. Tag us on some of these adorable couples' photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Our handle is at podrelationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and posts and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast. Show could. Um, So this week's uh, hashtag gay gay relationship calls, I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know why I messed that up. Um, (laughs) We are highlighting um, some Broadway divas. I'm super excited. They're really exciting. Um, I still have that song stuck in my head. uh, Yeah, ridiculous. (laughs) Um, So this week we are highlighting the gorgeous relationship of Chris Rice and Clay Thompson. Uh, two Broadway stars that are magical in their own right, but together they are like the sun and the moon combined, right? (laughs) (laughs) They're so exciting. Um, As we said, or as I said, um, both Clay and uh, Chris are Broadway actors. Um, you know, Clay has been in Matilda, which is super exciting because we saw Matilda on Broadway, and it was mm-hmm. like probably one of the most magical plays I've ever seen in my entire life. It was definitely top two. Oh my sure. god, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like d- brings tears, yeah. like bring tears to your eyes, mm-hmm. kind of like amazing. It was like incredible. Can't imagine how much fun it would be to be in it. I know. Oh my god, I just I like can't even think about it. Um, and then he was in Newsies and also Wicked. Um, And then Chris is a Broadway performer, of course. And then he's, um, I don't know, a lover of traveling, Disney, fitness and baking desserts. (laughs) Um, Sounds a lot like you. (laughs) I don't like Disney. (laughs) It's not that I don't like Disney. I'm just not a Disney fanatic. As a matter of fact, the park kind of gives me like. hives (laughs) (laughs) hives <laughs> <laughs> but the movies are fantastic and they're adorable but i just can't i can't get into that whole mickey mouse shit um, oh anyway <laughs> you are more of a pixar guy <laughs> yes correct <laughs> um no i so we are highlighting this couple because they are on fianced mm-hmm. um and uh i like stumbled across their profile because um, Clay actually started following the pod relationship Ooh, thanks, Clay. Uh, Instagram page. Um, and so when I started doing my deep dive into who they are, because I always do that. Everybody that follows, I always look into and like figure out like who you are and who are you dating and what's going on and are you dating anyone and all that fun stuff. Um, and then I noticed how adorable he and his fiance were. And I started doing even more digging and I was like, wait, they're both Broadway stars. And then we watched their engagement video flash mob
1: proposal
0: it's so fun and so we're singing the song ridiculous in our heads because that is what chris sang with all of his other performers to propose to clay it was fantastic it was so good it was so well done very lovely the editing
1: was great the song was great the choreography was great um the proposal itself was great the aftermath like everything about it all of it is lovely fantastic So some of you uh, already know this, but I wanted to do a flash mob to propose to my husband, and I knew he would murder me if I did. So seeing this uh, was especially fun for me because so i get to see somebody do it
0: i just don't like <laughs> attention like that like that no is you were even sympathizing with him and like okay okay cut off the
1: camera yeah i was like this is too <laughs> much like i would be like
0: okay like yes thank you you guys are still applauding and you don't need to like go ahead go about your regular <laughs> you life literally said go on with your regular <laughs> life <laughs> like the, i don't need all this oh god that just oh that just stresses me out even thinking about it um but yeah, no, I'm just not that person. I just don't need that. I don't. I, it was super I'm cute, ever, and
1: it's a wonderful memory they'll cherish forever. The whole
0: thing is lovely, and it was recorded, so like that's even better. Mm-hmm. But no, I I personally don't need it. But I think that it's I I like watching it. Like I like seeing that it happened to people. I, I like loved it. It's it. lovely. I thought
1: it was great, and I
0: love this couple, right? Mm-hmm. So like, if you watch it, like their video and then you look at their profiles, my god, they are stupid talented and mm-hmm. so in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, every single post is like, oh my god, my gorgeous fiancé this, and I love this man so much, that. And all this stuff. And, and it's just so fun to see two people so in love with one another, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, just over... I'm just ridiculously talented people. I just love it. I'm, yeah. I'm such a fan. I'm always
1: happy when people find each other like that.
0: Yeah. And they're cuties. Like, they're such little cuties. Like, they're amazing. I just like them. Like, they're just... Like I said, just... Super in love. I just love gay love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think it's so good. Again, I think that the um, the part of the reason why we do this is because I think all too often um, society would have you believe that gay people are not capable of finding such love, um, that these things just don't exist or that they shouldn't exist or that it's not normal for it to exist between two men. Um, and or that, that it's not the same. Or that it's not the same. Mm -hmm. And I just love seeing that something like this happens, like, and that it it is normal and that you have people that are out there proposing, giving rings, like doing the most, showing these extreme scenarios of like how much they care about one another um, to a point where I don't know, it, it, it is present and it is like you can feel it right like you Mm -hmm. can sense it like i like i watched all of that and i immediately knew their entire relationship and just felt Mm. like i knew exactly how happy they were um and i like i said just could not be more i don't know excited to be a part of that scenario it was just lovely yeah it's
1: another great example um and it's you know it's why this segment of the show exists um is to bring this to the forefront like you always say like that's that's the point and this is another wonderful um thing to look at like you know we we look at the the stats for our podcast and like it's it's all over the world it's all over the country it's we're really excited about that sure but what what impresses me about that the reason i bring it up is because there are people listening to this in places where that person's instagram might be blocked Yeah. And the government may have blocked their internet access and they may have to be doing some sort of, you know, VPN tunneling or whatever to just be able to be exposed to this at all. Or it may be someone who lives in a small town and this is the only gay friends that they have is this show, you know. Um, And so to be able to show them that they can have this, to show them that it exists. Um, And, you know, the other people, too, who are like maybe feeling heartbroken or like it's never going to happen for them, like to give them faith and to let them see that it does happen um, and it does exist and not to give up. Um, I think, I think it's just
0: great. I love, love. I love this love. I love, love too. Um, I'm a huge fan of this couple. We are huge fans of this couple. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you guys want to become huge fans of this couple as well, please, please, please follow them on Instagram. Um, As we were saying, um, you can follow them on IG. Clay is at, Clay C L A Y Thompson T H O M S O N, and then his fiance is uh, Chris Rice, which is Chris Rice N Y on Instagram as well. Um, follow the two of them, show them some love, let them know that the Cartelli sent you. Um, please go watch their proposal video because it's just amazing and i promise you that you'll start singing the ridiculous yeah song it's as so well. catchy it is so
1: catchy i'm probably going to do the dance moves after this commercial oh you're going to dance huh mm-hmm. that will be a sight <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait
0: um so all right we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to do something ridiculous <laughs> we're going to try to solve the world's problems cratelli style ridiculously <laughs> see you in a bit
1: If you live in the New York City area and are looking for more relationship content, please join us for our monthly group meeting where we will discuss relationship topics with like-minded couples and singles within the community. Go to meetup.com and search for relationship to join. That's shit with an exclamation point, not an I. Monthly meeting dates and various social activities will be posted on the page. This group will give you an opportunity to be a part of a larger dialogue focusing on important relationship topics and will help you to connect and have fun with others within our community. Again, go to meetup.com and search for relationship to join. We look forward to seeing you at our next meeting.
0: When you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. I don't remember the rest of the words after that. That was lovely. Oh, thanks. You know how I do. Um, so speaking of. Um, <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah, now that you mentioned it, right? So today's episode is um, about wishing upon a star. So let me ask you a quick question. Do you feel like you're living the fairy tale that you envisioned for your life? Yes. Tell me what that fairy tale included. So,
1: so when I thought about what I wanted for my life, I wanted to be able to help people. I wanted to be happy. Uh, I wanted to not worry about money. Um, and I was okay if that only included me. But if it was going to include someone else, that person would have to be funny and kind and nice to me and uh, smart and dedicated to their job and our future. They would have to um, improve my life uh, and they would have to fit into my life. They couldn't, they'd have to fit into my value system. Um, and I do feel like I have all of that.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Good. That's good to hear.
1: Yeah. So this, this, Uh, This week's episode is about the fairy tale that you had in your head and all the stuff you were fed or the things you made up um, for yourself and then the reality um, of what um, life actually is like. So it's dispelling that fairy tale Mm. Um, and it's wonderful to have a fairy tale. It's wonderful to envision things, um, but fairy tales are that they're fairy tales um and when you want to really have something true with someone you have to make it real you know pinocchio's got to become a real boy <laughs>
0: i'm a real boy
1: <laughs> um so you know and and so for me I, i'm very fortunate in that i am living my fairy tale like this is this is what i had envisioned but i've always been like my vision's never been gigantic like i don't want fame and i don't want you know this crazy amount of money and i don't want like you know my it's not that my dreams weren't big but they were my dreams were mine and i wanted them and i made them and i meant them um and now i have them and sometimes it's about like what how does the saying go um not what is it? It's what? Well, it ends with wanting uh, what you have, right? Yeah, that's it. It's not about having what you want. It's about wanting what you have. Um, and, and I, I'm lucky because I have what I want. I have what I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess I'm not good for this topic.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, it, I think it's good. It's, I think it's good to see. I, i feel I don't know I don't feel like I'm living my fairy tale but I do feel like I'm living a fairy tale Mm. which is great um I didn't necessarily have gigantic visions for my life or things that were going to happen I don't know that I knew that I was going to get married I didn't really care about the idea of getting married Mm -hmm. um you know I thought I was going to have friends that were just going to like be there forever and like really really strong and I was going to be dependent and and around my friends forever in life, um, and I thought that that was just going to be a thing. I thought that I was going to be traveling a tremendous amount. I thought that I was not going to have to worry about money. I thought that I was going to be—I won't say like wealthy, but I thought I would be in like a very good financial position, um, and most of those things are accurate, right? Like I, I do have I do have most of those things. I guess I just um I don't know. I I guess I never really had because I always picture the next phase of everything, like mm-hmm. I'm always preparing myself for the next step. Um I never feel like I'm living a fairy tale because I'm like, no, I haven't gotten there yet. I don't think that my fairy tale will be completed until I'm like retired. And, yeah, and you keep
1: adding chapters. Want. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't think that I'll ever, I don't think I'll ever be like feel complete behind it because, um, uh, I will always like try to goal myself for more beyond that, beyond what I have. um, but I think that what's dangerous is that a lot of youngins out there uh, try to, um, I don't know, I guess they try they try to like project their fantasies or like their visions for what they want onto their partner and expect for it to come out that way, mm-hmm. and then get mad and or disappointed with their partners when it doesn't look that way, um, and, and I think that that's a little bit unfair. I think that's like super unfair because you got to remember if you had visions, your partner had visions too, right? (laughs) So, and if they're not projecting their visions onto you, then it's not fair that you do that to them. Well, and I think it's important to understand
1: that there's a difference between a fantasy and a value, and it's okay to expect your values to be met in a relationship um, but you have to take an honest look at what is fantasy and what is value, right? So um, I want you to make me feel this way every single day. Well, life happens. And sometimes you can't even make yourself feel that way, much less right. your partner. Sometimes you're tired and your feet hurt. Like, and that's just how it is. Um, you, know, um, you know, to expect gifts all the time. Uh, that so then you're going to be what dating someone who can afford to give you those gifts all the time but are those gifts really what you wanted like what about the person's personality what about how they treat you when you're sick what about how they treat your family what about you know if they like your friends like there's all kinds of other aspects to your life right so is that is the gift giving a value or is it a fantasy and and maybe it is your value maybe it is Um, and that's okay if that's the route you want to go Um, but that wouldn't make me happy
0: yeah I wouldn't want that no I mean I always expected myself to be very independent like that was always I never expected to get anything from anybody but I did always expect I, I don't know like I said I did always expect that there would be some element of like financial freedom like i don't i i don't like the idea of counting pennies and things like that like that just drives me crazy i just want to swipe my card for stuff and like that'll be a thing and i don't
1: and that's why i'm in charge uh, of the budget I know, <laughs> no,
0: no, but here's my thing i just always wanted to know that there i wanted to know that there was always money in the account and that i could essentially go and deal with whatever and look we are in a great financial position the best financial position that we've ever been in that either one of our lives Um, but you know we still have to budget and we still have to figure out how this is happening and we have to make way for that to happen and things like that too those things are always there Mm -hmm. right we we have a lot of that to worry about so um, and I just don't necessarily love that because I uh, but it's normal it's life right like I like again that was a fantasy that I built up a long time ago (laughs) and Um, I, you know, and I'm fine with it. Like I, I'm happy. I'm, I love our lives. That's why I'm fine with what, like, I love our life, like our lives, like we're doing fantastic. Like again, professionally, when I think about where we came from professionally and what we are doing right now, professionally, I'm like, I literally want to erect statues in both of our likenesses because we have... (laughs) literally accomplished so much Mm. and it's like so exciting you know again financially we're doing great in a relationship capacity we are doing great there is i feel like we are the realest with one another than we've ever been in our entire relationship Mm. with each other and i love that um we are having very frank and open and honest and just very pointed and specific conversations about the present and the future we don't really dwell too much on the past no um but we definitely are talking a little bit more about that so i love that that part of the fantasy is being fulfilled that makes me happy um but get- do
1: you think i'm sorry I, I no go ahead do mean to interrupt um but do you think that fighting uh which would probably not be a part of anyone's fantasy do you
0: think that that is a normal part of a relationship I think disagreeing is a part of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that that's normal. I, like I I I would expect that because you and I we literally approach life completely differently. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that we're going to be able to like just be harmonious all day every day. Mm-hmm. it's is not a thing, right? Yeah. Um
1: and I think that's an important feature like in no fantasy do you there's there's no disney film where they're disagreeing about anything right they fall in love and that's the end and there's not like it doesn't focus on um what happens after that yeah right?
0: no ariel's probably mad because prince eric doesn't pick up his clothes off the floor and you know i'm almost certain that cinderella and the prince you know, had arguments about uh, how much money she spends on clothes. He thinks she should be nicer to her sisters. Right. <laughs> right. You know, like, all of this stuff happens. Like, I'm sure of it. You know, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible definitely had well, issues they, now, about this Now, stuff they, stuff showed, they showed some family conflict there. Yeah, there's quite a bit of family conflict. They showed some family conflict. conflict, conflict and, yeah yeah but like there are things there are disagreements that are gonna happen all the time, and I don't know that I ever thought about it. I knew that I did not want a very conflictful I did know that I did not mm-hmm. want that, but I expected us to not necessarily um agree all the agree time. all the time. I will say that I expected us to have a little bit more adventures than what we do have mm. I expected there I expected a little bit more openness and like just to like let's just do it kind of mentality from the two of us that um that doesn't exist. And it's I won't say it's disappointing, but it's kind of like, oh, shucks. Like, I would really like for that to be a part of the scenario. And I don't know when that will change. I have a feeling it will change probably when the finances change and all that stuff like that, too. But I kind of just expected like You know, I always say, like, I just want to take you back to Paris. And you're like, I don't want to go to Paris. And, you know, like, I I, I didn't expect that. Hmm. Like, I didn't expect, I expected, like, well, sure, let's go to Paris. let Like, let's experience it. Like, let's just, like, go on a weekend and just, like, be there for 48 hours and then just come back. Like, like I, I, I expect it like an adventure. I expect it like a... Hey, guess what I did? Like, I booked us like a camping trip for, that we're getting ready to go on in you know next weekend. So, like, don't plan anything because this is just going to be like I expected like spontaneity and like because you're not spontaneous. And, no, I'm super planning. Yeah, you're not spontaneous, and you're not very. And this is not a dig, and this is not shade. Between, oh, here it comes. But you're not very um, out of the box thinking. Like, everything for you is very, like, black and white. Like, so you're not necessarily, like, programmed to think of, like, in an adventurous type of scenario. Like, or, like, try to, like, do things. Like, even with your meals that you cook, it's very, like, rice, vegetables, chicken. (laughs) But it's not, like, fun chicken that's tossed and this and flambéed and that and done like this and all this other stuff like that. Like, it's not very, like extra it's just very to the point um and so for me i kind of expected a little bit more spontaneity and adventure um to happen and uh it, it, that's not necessarily the name of of our game hmm. so the spontaneity comes by way of me so then that
1: was the third part of um sort of this segment which is so what's missing right so what what in the fantasy was um not what in the fantasy is not part of the reality that you would still like it to be part of the reality, and so it sounds like that's part of it for you.
0: That's literally the only thing, mm-hmm. and I think for me, it's um, it's only because. But again, I think that we're in this really fantastic way where, like, you know that you're not adventurous or spontaneous, so you like revert to like my opinion, where you're like, "Do you have any ideas?" Or like, or what are your suggestions? Like, you you try to like pick my brain so that you have a better understanding of how to make it happen, um, because you know it's something that I do seek. Mm-hmm. So I do, I do think that you you try a little bit, mm. which is good. What about you? What's missing from the fantasy that you want?
1: I would say that there are things that are in the reality that I never knew were part of the fantasy. That's more of my experience. So like the video game playing um that was never like it was never a two-player game it was always a one-player game and so I never thought that I would enjoy two-player like I just I never thought that part of a great relationship would be playing video games together like I just never thought that that was my thing and it was always going to be my thing so for us to have that for us to actually like for me to go to Best Buy which is my favorite store in the world Mm -hmm. uh, for me to go there and to look for two-player games and to, like, pick up something that looks interesting but put it down because it's a one-player game, um, that is uh, very strange. Like, I never thought that would be part of my reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my my other realms of nerdiness, uh, you know, I always thought that they would be, like, put to the side or, you know, stuck in some other room or put in storage only to ever come out to be given to a child. Like, you know, I just, I always thought that. Um, and that's not the case. Like, our apartment is full of what you call tchotchkes and I call decorations. Um, they're definitely not decorations. Yeah, decorations. <laughs> of, of, you know, just various nerdy things. Things from comic books, things from different stories, things from video games, things from, you know, science. Just stuff that I think is is interesting. You know, we have a clock that is, instead of being, you know, 1 through 12, it's mathematical equations and the numbers equal the hour that they're supposed to be on. Like... I just think
0: that's super fun. Well, Um, and, like... And, I mean, sorry I'm interrupting a teeny bit, but, like, I'm... I fell in love with the guy that liked that stuff, so why in the hell would I, like, take that stuff away from him? mm -hmm. You know? So, like, you know, I always... there are times where you're like, I feel like this shield should go in our living room. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> our living room is already decorated and kind of has a look to it. So, no, it's it can't fit into our living room. But I have no problem putting it in our bedroom. Like, mm-hmm. let's put it on display in our bedroom and make it like a thing in our bedroom because it's really, really cool. You know, and then sometimes I lose the fight, too, because I'm like... I like you can't have your little tchotchkes like on display in the living room, and then if you looked up. In our uh, living room, on top of our like TV stand and like whole wall unit, there's like what I like thirty some odd like amiibos that you've bought like that you bought in that's not a word that you've bought over like a time period mm-hmm. um, that are up there that like I'm like whatever that's this thing like it's not a big deal to me like it doesn't matter to me so. You know, I'm not, and we even have a glass case at the very front of our door that's like a display for all of your toys and your, not all of them because you have way more than that, but (laughs) enough for it to like be fun and cool and like you to have them on display and like be proud of it and like love it and things like that. Because I want to give that to you. I think it's really important
1: yeah and i just I just never thought like again, I just always thought that would be my thing, and it would be what it would be, and one day I would just have to get a man cave like I just figured that's what would happen so there's there's more things uh in there than I like we host and we have game night, and I think it's probably my favorite part of our relationship um I absolutely love it. I love when we have people over and we cook and we make these like. Not ornate meals, but these, like, you know, several courses, and there's, like, themes to them, and, um, you know, and then we bust out the board games, and people are laughing and having a good time. Like, I love it. We have, like, if we stacked up our board games, um, like, top to bottom, it would be taller than both of us put together, like, at least. As um, tall as the Eiffel Tower. Definitely not that. (laughs) Um, But it would probably go pretty close to the ceiling, um, because we have lots of things that we like to do, and I just love that. I never that was never part of my fantasy and again it's my favorite part of our relationship so mm. for me it's it's different again i'm i'm no good for this segment um because for me it's different like i'm getting more than i thought uh i'm i'm getting more than what i wanted and that's a great place to be um you know so i'm very i'm very content by myself um but i'm very happy with you
0: mm I agree and please let the record reflect first of all that is like super sweet what you just said and please let it be known that like I am 100% happy with my relationship Mm -hmm. like I am beyond happy there are just parts like and not even parts there's just that part of it that I'm like I really and the only reason why I even brought that up is because I want to experience those things with Mm -hmm. you I love it when you and I are on vacation with each other Mm -hmm. we are so in sync Mm-hmm. And having fun and lighthearted and laughing and giddy and exploratory. And like we have a fantastic time together with one another. Some of our best moments together have been when we have been out of our everyday element and we've gone off somewhere and ha- gotten an opportunity to experience life together in a different place. Like that's some of our best moments times together with one another so i thought we would just be doing it a little bit more because we know how much it is good um but i'm still happy with you even though it doesn't happen as frequently as i thought it should Mm -hmm. like like i'm still happy i just want it to happen more because we have such a good time with it because and and i think it's like fun i always say you know you know that vacation me is a fun me like we have a good time we're both tightly wound we both get like sucked in i'm not tightly wound you're tightly wound with work You like to think that you're not, but work gets to you sometimes. You're a little stressed out. You come home and you need to sit on the couch and kick up your feet because you just worked a long shift and you did things and you were in different, you know, environments and you had to deal with different people, people that may not have necessarily, um, I don't know, delivered the way that you thought that they were going to deliver when you visit this place or that place and things like that. And so it takes a little bit out of you when you get home. It takes a little bit out of you and so you need to decompress and kick your feet up and like play your video games and if that wasn't true then you wouldn't need those things and so I would love an element of being on a vacation because there's nothing to worry about it's just us and some fun and some environment and and just an opportunity for us to like reconnect and be together with each other and I just want a little bit more of that because I think that it's a good time Hmm. that's all But I think, you know, to wrap this up in a Tiffany's bow, like I like to say, um, the fact of the matter is it's always great to have goals, but try to not have expectations Mm. because it's really difficult for a person to live up to your personal expectations. I would set expectations together as a unit because that way you both are operating within the same frame of mind. Um, but don't have individual goals for what you think the person that you're dating needs to be and how they need to treat you and things like that because it's not fair. I think you need to start out with a clean slate and an open mind and just figure out an opportunity to like discuss it with each other and say like what do you like what 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 would you like to see us do and like accomplish together with one another and then set goals together as a as a unit so then that way you both have something to look forward to as opposed to you doing it by yourself and then expecting them to hop on board
1: hmm and i would say that you can look up and wish upon a star or and that's fine um and at some point Look around you and realize you're also standing on one.
0: Hmm. Wow. Powerful. That's good. Yeah. That's that red, what I would suggest. That red wine makes you very intellectual. <laughs> I like that.
1: It. It's, it's, it's not a completely accurate um, simile because you know we're technically on a planet. and We won't get into red dwarves and all I get that. It. But whatever. I, I don't think we're going to dissect it that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. I like it awesome there you go let's take a short break what do you think about that i think that's a good idea awesome we'll be right (laughs) back y'all
1: hey folks it's your favorite host tony and marco we need a favor Please
0: stop what you're doing right this very moment and head to your podcast directory and rate and review relationship. We know, we know. It's a big ask, but we need your help in getting the word out about the podcast. And your reviews are the best way to make that happen. So, if you have two minutes, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Then, write a review and tell everyone about how much you love our voices. Or how we're your favorite hosts. Or that this really important conversation is helping you along the way. Just a few ideas, in case you get writer's blocked. <laughs> anyways we appreciate your help and thank you for the support your participation will only make relationship better we're going to get back to the show now but we love all of you thanks, thanks. it is our nine year anniversary week Woo whoop it's kind of exciting huh it's very exciting can you believe we've been together for nine years
1: only when you remind me
0: <laughs> it's such a long time though. Like it's that's quite a commitment.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's nearly long enough.
0: I mean, clearly we have more years to go, but my god, like 9 years together. I, it only I only <laughs> it only makes me um and like really think about it when I think about the fact that I was 25 when I met you. That is the only time that I'm like nuts behind. I'm like, oh my gosh, like 25 years old? Like, I was a child.
1: And it's been nine years, and
0: yet you're 40. Yeah, that... (laughs) One, that joke didn't land. Two, you really need to go back to school, because clearly math does not work for you. (laughs) I'm Uh, good at the maths. Yeah, all evidence to the contrary. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's just crazy to me. Like, 25 years old, like, that's just nuts, you know? Again, nine years ago, it's crazy. So... I don't know. I just wanted to so th- I mean clear, this is the week of our anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. Our 9 year dating anniversary, not our wedding anniversary that's in October. Right. Um so celebrating 9 years together with one another. Um for this episode I wanted to I don't know, kind of have uh, a trip down memory lane memory lane. I did not even land that correctly, right? Um a trip kind of that- like my math. Yeah, exactly like that. Um, No, just have a nice little trip down memory lane and just talk a little bit about some of our favorite memories of uh, nine years together, right? Mm, Reminiscence row. Yeah, let's see. It would be cool if we could get nine memories to talk about. Oh, Um, are you
1: going to keep track?
0: I'll do my best. (laughs) So the first memory I wanted to talk about because it was the first one that came to mind uh, for me was so Tony and I are huge harry potter fans mm-hmm. you could say that we're harry potter heads
1: Expelliarmus.
0: <laughs> oculus repair <them. laughs> my uh, glasses ain't I, broken <laughs> i can see you um we're huge harry potter fans and consistently like i mean when we were living in florida you and i used to have harry potter
1: what do you mean when we were living in Florida? We had one like six months ago. I'm talking about memory. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Back well, I remember six months ago. <laughs>
0: well, that's about as far as you can remember. with oh, all your Oh, stop. Old age. Um, yeah, so we would have Harry potter thons and we would get together and just literally watch movie after movie after movie after movie and everything. I never read the books. Did you, did you ever I read the I read a books? couple of them, and I wasn't in love, so I didn't finish them. Yeah, I always thought that reading the books was going to ruin the experience for me.
1: Which is interesting because you never feel that way about anything else. Yeah, I know. You will read and read and read and then see the movie.
0: I trust J.K. Rowling because I feel like she is magic. But <laughs> pun intended. Oh, but um, I just don't know that I think that um, I don't know. I just because I'm not really into fantasy that much. Well, that's enough. what I was
1: gonna say. Is what's really interesting for me is like you're not into fantasy, sci-fi. Like you don't like to suspend your disbelief, and it's it's like my go-to. So for us to have a
0: fantasy thing in common is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird, but um, we love. Harry Potter, and one year for my birthday, I think it was my twenty seventh birthday. Maybe it was your fortieth birthday. Yeah, that joke didn't land <laughs> the first time. And it didn't land a second either. Um, so for I think it was my twenty seventh birthday, we you took me took you to, to Orlando, Orlando, and we went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. It was such a fun trip. I mean, we stayed in a hotel well first we got
1: to the hotel and we couldn't check in so we just hung out in the parking lot for a while (laughs) yeah for a really long time Mm -hmm.
0: and then this is when we were drinking like fish so we decided to go to the store and get flavor what it was like the
1: no 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 no. we came prepared with flavored vodka we had to go to the store to get cups Oh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we used to back in our heyday it was really popular to drink what was it the was it it wasn't smirnoff it was three olives three olives oh my gosh three olives flavored flavored what was the mountain dew one what was it called i don't remember what it was called but yeah, so there was there were different ones that you would get, and essentially you would mix them with Sprite, and they would taste like these fantastic flavors. So Loopy was a really fun fruit dude. One. It was called Dude. Was I don't even have dude. to look it up. I remember it was that's true. Dude. It was called Dude. Loopy tasted like. Fruit loops, Fruit loops. The bottom Fruit. of the bowl of Fruit Loops yeah. after your Saturday morning cartoon. It's true, yep. yeah. So that tasted like that dude tasted like Mountain Dew. There was like, a cherry which one. Which was so good. There was a grape there, one. There was cherry grape. There was, it was blueberry. A it was a bunch. There was a lot. And yeah. I remember our really good friend, um, Manzella, he used to always get... was It wasn't coffee, but he used to get some other ones, too, that would be fun. And every party he would throw, he would have those. Anyways, during our trip, we're drinking... All of these, so much, so much sugar is inside of those. Well, let's not forget the vodka. Like, there was so much vodka in that vodka. That's a very valid point. It's <laughs> a very valid point. Um, and so we, like, drank drink our faces off in the hotel.
1: No, no, no. We drank our faces off in the parking lot. <laughs> well, and then in we the got hotel. into the hotel and we put ice in the sink because we were trashy. And in the tub. And the tub. And we put the alcohol in there. And then we went to the theme park.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Classy. yeah so classy. Classy. I was Not, 20, not but, early twenties at all. It's when my body could like <laughs> make stuff like that happen. But your wallet couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Um So that was so much fun. And then we went to the park and that was so much fun and we stood in line. Do you
1: remember do you remember waiting in line and Dumbledore was like talking about something and you couldn't wait to pee anymore. No, I was done. And yeah. we and we literally had to leave the entire line. Like we were like you know at those places like you wait like 3 hours in line. Yeah. We were at like mark 245 <laughs> and you were like I cannot anymore and we left the line. And thank God when we came back we were like listen, we were in this room, we were this far in that room. Yeah. We had to pee. It was a choice between wetting everyone or getting back in line and they let us cut, let us cut. that you was know, so nice it
0: was very very kind i well damn you and your squirrel bladder uh, no and it's only when <laughs> i drink that's what i was going to say that's anybody who hangs out with me or knows me knows that like i'm good until i drink alcohol and then the second i literally rent it and every 7 minutes on the dot i have to use the rent is due <laughs> and it's no I, and it doesn't matter where i'm at
1: or like, what it is or
0: what happens or what's going on you could on. have a
1: thimbleful of wine it would still be and true. And
0: it, it would still make it happen, mm-hmm. and I did that. So that was so funny. I mean, we went to Ollivander's, and we got our wands We got made. our wands, yeah. Well, we had our wands not mm-hmm. made, but we got them picked out. We I had Butterbeer. I got Narcissa Malfoy's wand. Mm-hmm. You did. And you did. got uh, Sirius Blacks. Very good. I was going to say you a minute. I was going to say Snape's for a second, but... Um, but you got Sirius Blacks, which was really cool. I got I narcissus. Need, I still need the Elder Wand. I got narcissus only because I am, mind you, I am definitely um, not a Slytherin. Slytherin, but you—it was pretty. It was—it was like you bought it because it was. pretty. It was
1: elegant. Come on, don't do yeah, that. You bought was, it because like, it was elegant. Pretty. It was so cool. <laughs> so I got
0: narcissus and Malfoy's wand um we drink butterbeer which uh by the way anybody who ever don't had drink the thought butter of beer. <laughs> getting butterbeer don't
1: no it's literally butter and beer yeah it's disgusting it's like the most appropriately named thing on the it's planet so and it's terrible horrible. i can't even imagine that it's those horrible children I...
0: were drinking it in the movies well i mean they weren't children at the time they were they were no. still in a boarding school when they were drinking it but they were of age. No. Yes. I don't know what of age means. They didn't have fake IDs when they went in that bar. They weren't 21 when that was happening. That's but not maybe the that, rule everywhere I was going to say, I don't know what of age means. But, it's, uh, just it's just here. And Britain. that's actually only recently here. But it's been like that for uh, some time now. Not oh, recently. D- it used to be 18. Yeah. Like way back in the day. Not way back in Probably the day. Oh when you were like, what, a toddler? Oh, jeez. Yeah. See, anyway. That's how, a, that's how an old joke works. Um, You're not cleared for landing. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. No one's amused by that either. Several
1: people laughed. I
0: doubt it. Anyway, <laughs> you don't know. It was such. Do we have a um, laugh-o-meter on this show? But don't I? No. Um. So it was. It was a fun experience. It was just so much fun because, like, we, I, like, the two of us literally acted like children, like, literally. Running I wasn't around, acting. Literally <laughs> running around diagonally. Um, which was fun. What did he say? (laughs) Dagon Alley. (laughs) Dagon Alley. It
1: it was was, fantastic. It's just really unfortunate that the butterbeer made me really sick, and I nearly, emphasis on nearly, not did, but nearly. No, I nearly threw up on the people underneath us when the dragon came and attacked during the ride. So better out of the attic than out of
0: the basement home. (laughs) I'm just glad it stayed in the house. Yeah, right um uh yeah so that was a very that fun was memory. a thing that was it mm-hmm. was fun it mm-hmm. was a i don't know it was just a very good time for the two of us it was good um, um and we met famous people on that trip we did in the hot turb in the hot turb that was really fun yeah we met actors and actresses i mean i wouldn't necessarily classify them as like famous but I they didn't were not famous you did you literally just i said, said actors and
1: actresses i didn't say famous You said famous
0: people and they were definitely actors and actresses. I don't know that fame is definitely well. the first girl to die in the hunger games. And
1: then the kid was in piranha double D. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, actors, Sure, (laughs) they've Uh, acted
0: more than you have. (laughs) I don't know about all that. I've got (laughs) some credits. Um, so yeah, so that was a fun memory. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I was actually reminiscing the other day. We were—I was actually thinking about when we got our baby boy Halo. Mm. Do you remember that whole experience? I remember
1: the three stops in quick succession, and the final stop that led to
0: Halo. Well, let's—I mean, let's go before that. Do you remember? I was begging. I mean, so you had just moved in, mm-hmm. and I was not working at. Well, you had just moved in, and I had been begging for a dog. Mm-hmm. I was I desperately wanted a dog yeah you had baby fever and you were like absolutely not and i was like come on come on i've done a research like done the research for the dog that i want and i know exactly exactly which one it is again i just want to get the dog and you were like no so finally i wasn't working at the time and i was and you had said like let's go get a dog like well you said let's go look at one at like like let's go look at them so i had There are a few few people that are going to judge me while listening to this, but there had been a breeder. I might be one of them. There had been a breeder that, um, because I desperately wanted a Labradoodle.
1: Oh, the Australian
0: Labradoodle. And so the breeder had the Australian Labradoodle. The weird married man who growled at his children. Yeah, and so we went... over to see the dogs. And the dogs were adorable. They just weren't the type of Labradoodle that we wanted. And no, also, they were they super were, sweet like all animals. They were like $2,700 or something crazy like that. I mean... Yes, they, they were They were like pretty expensive They were but, but they were gorgeous dogs They were cute But they weren't what we wanted No And then we went to another pet store To go look at them And that's and when we, we found we... That little gal Labradoodle Because we had decided Remember, we had talked about it Like if we were to get a dog Had to be a girl Because we wanted to get a girl Because and... they were all boys In the apartment Yes they were... You, me, and Diesel Yeah And so we Sausage wanted fest. a female Yeah And so we went and saw a... We wanted a Snosage Fest a s- Okay And so Second joke Landed <sighs> I don't know where in the Bermuda triangle, maybe never to be seen again, never to be seen again. Um, So then we saw her and she was, gorgeous she was golden and she was a cutie but you she had so labradoodles have very interesting hair types. wait wait are you talking about the tiny white rat she wasn't white i don't know what memory you're, you're talking with. about the tiny rat she was golden but she had so australian uh, labradoodles have different hair types and hers was just a little sparse for you're your talking about the rat and you did not <laughs> like that and i agreed but she was very reasonably priced but she, she just was cheap into it.
1: and she was cute but she was cheap and cute. Yeah. She wasn't and that, was, that uh, dog. She was cute. She was gorgeous. She was so you are talking about the rat.
0: Yeah. She was a cutie, <laughs> but we were just not into it. And it was so funny because we went to a third one and the entire time you're we like, we're not getting a dog today. We're not getting a dog today. And I was like, that's fine. And I was like, well, let's go home. And you're like, let's go check one more place. And I was like, fine. I blame myself. So we went to another pet store and we walked in and there was this cute little fluff ball. That was inside the walls. And I saw him as soon as I came in. And I was like, oh my gosh, Tony, look at this dog. And as I go to point him to you, he was gone. Remember? And this bitch.
1: <laughs> she will forever. I never call women that. But this bitch. I, he was, and she
0: will always be this bitch. Oh my God. And he was gone. And I was I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? Like, I know I didn't imagine this gorgeous dog that was in there and then and all of a sudden the staff member I turned and she has him in her hands she sprayed him with like a baby powder uh-huh. and she's like did you want to hold him and i was like oh my gosh as she put him in your arms so of course i'm like snuggling all over him and mm-hmm. loving on him and he was so cute and then she's like you guys should come inside the playpen area and play mm-hmm. with him and-, and that's when i caught her name tag which was this bitch you so bad. <laughs> and then you sat down on the bench because there was like there was benches that lined the whole room and you sat down on the bench and she sat the dog next to you she sat him on the floor no she. Sat- and he was playing with that rag you remember
1: he had that little rag and he was playing with it and you were like into him and playing with him and then he just kind of like sat down and looked up at me and climbed himself up. Uh-uh. She didn't put him up. There. He did
0: not climb up because he climbed rem- himself. Up. You got to remember he was like eight weeks. He was low teeny bench. tiny. It, it was wasn't low that low. No, it was a normal bench. It- Anyway, initially, the dog ended up on the bench. Initially, she sat him next to you, and the two of you were sitting next to one another. And and I, I looked, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" These you were like not even facing him; mm-hmm. you were just sitting next to him. But I was watching you guys like sitting next to each other, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life." And then you put him on the floor. Okay, and then that's when he started playing with the, the rag, rag and all that okay. other stuff like that, and we okay, started interacting fine. with him. And I was like, I was uh, obsessed with him. Like I thought, I was like. This is the absolute perfect dog. And you were like, "Uh uh-huh. And then she came back in and she was like, so what do you guys think? And I was like, he's cute, but we can't get him. And you looked at me and you go, do you love him? And I was like, of course I love him. (laughs) What kind of dumb question is that? And you're like, you really like him? This is the dog that you want. And I was like, yeah, but you said we're not getting anything. And then you looked at her and you said, we'll take him. And can you replicate the noise you made? No, <laughs> but long, I'll try. Hang on, let story, me try. No, listeners, don't, don't, listeners, tune in. Don't Ready? subject our listen, listeners to that it nonsense. Was this. Here it comes. You are definitely going to be off pitch. In Here this. it comes. But no, essentially, I said really? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like so shocked, but I started crying you were cry talking oh my god <laughs> and you were like if you love him and i was like cry i've you know really again start crying and we already had a name picked out in everything mm-hmm. so we already knew exactly what it was so it was just lovely and he was and then he got in the car and we started playing And we played this song that is his name Halo and it was Barbie too loud and, and he thing. got scared and we had to turn it down yes Mm-hmm. And then we brought him home and took as many pictures of him as we possibly oh, could. Oh, our little
1: ferocious fluff ball. I, you know, my favorite part of that story, that's a wonderful story. My favorite part of that story is what happened like every time we walked him after oh my that. Oh gosh. No, not that. Not the, not the problems we had. Not that. We're it are talking was, about people stopping It us. was literally the people pulling over because their children were in the car and refused to let their parents drive an inch further without letting them see. And I quote the teddy bear that someone wished to life because
0: he literally looked like a little teddy bear
1: he literally looked like some child made a magical
0: wish that came true and their teddy bear came to life that is what he was our dog is a labradoodle mixed with a golden retriever so he is his dad was a golden retriever and his mom was a lab and poodle mix and he came out very golden, very, very golden. Blonde and curly. Yeah, yeah. But his hair was like when he was a baby, he was like super like gold. Mm-hmm. Um and his hair was like super long and it like covered his eyes and all you could see was this big like nose. teddy bear nose mm-hmm. and these big floppy ears and he was just so gorgeous. We'll have to post a picture. Oh my gosh, he was my favorite and I was just I was obsessed with him. And uh, and he was so good. And he, I mean, literally one of the best gifts ever. We got him on November thirteenth of two thousand ten. I remember mm-hmm. because it was right before Thanksgiving, and it was the thirteenth, which was a month anniversary for us. Mm-hmm. And um, I I will never forget that. And he was amazing.
1: Do you remember <laughs> training him?
0: Uh, I remember how challenging it was for me to train him because. You were a little too rough for him, uh, on him for my life. Wasn't
1: too rough on him because
0: he. Our dog is kind of a little bit of a wimp, and he was scared of stairs and things like that. And Tony was trying to like drag him downstairs. And I couldn't be around it. I was teaching him how to take himself to the bathroom, and you were freaking out. It was, no, I was, it was so sad. It
1: was hysterical. You like had to walk away because you were crying. I was going to cry because I was like, no, because he's and my baby. And trust me, everyone, he's fine. Oh, he's so good. He's such a baby. Now
0: I'm like, oh, my God. he like Somebody take him away from me for a little he bit. He loves stairs now. He's good. He's, he enjoys them he's immensely. So he trips over them, but oh he loves gosh. them. And he's still lazy. You remember when he was a puppy? Was he's not lazy. Walk. He has low stamina. He is. Oh, my God. Seven minutes into the walk, he's like Done. laid out on the Done. sidewalk. And that's literally been a thing forever f- since he's been a puppy. Yeah. He's, yeah. He just literally cannot walk long distances. He has no stamina.
1: Five minutes later, he's ready to go again, but he yeah. has no stamina.
0: He's Oh, my God. He's such a cutie. I mm-hmm. freaking love that dog. That is my baby boy. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with him. That's a good one. Um, yeah. I don't know. He, I love him. That was a good memory.
1: You know what I remember is um do you remember Jade's first birthday? Oh. So Marco's brother Troy who I enjoy immensely uh harassing on this podcast. Uh he is one of one of the hosts of Fried Baloney. Um and I really like uh giving him crap, but that is that is my fifth brother. Um and he has a daughter named Jade and she is everything to all three of us Mm. um and to many many other people she probably should have a social media presence because she would have a ton of fans um she's adorable she's super cute she's
0: fantastic she is sweet she's entertaining she She is the most perfect child she's a perfect baby literally she's a perfect baby oh my god she's well beyond baby personality she's got Hair. Attitude. <laughs> she got to walk. She's got she hair. Dances. She dances. She's, she's cute like all uh, adorable babies gosh. are, but like
1: to the 10th power. Like, she's just amazing.
0: And loving. Like, mm-hmm. just the cutest, most loving. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, she's just everything. Mm-hmm. That's my baby girl. Yeah. So we were
1: there shortly after she was born, but I think the memory that really sticks was her first birthday. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, um, you mm-hmm. know, there was a big ish first birthday but i think the thing that i remember is when the three of us you me and troy like went to get her a little cake and little uh streamers and like decorations for the wall and uh sat her in her high chair and she had the cake and there was literally like this little streamer of candles on the wall and Mm -hmm. this little happy first birthday thing and it was i mean she had an amazing first birthday with all these important people, but she had this extra first birthday with us mm-hmm. uh, that was just so incredible. And I can still remember her little hands diving into that cake. <laughs> <laughs> she loved it. And she
0: still loves things that taste like that to this day. She she's, loves it. I know. She's I, have adorable. To, I have to bake her some cupcakes and send them to her because she begged me to. Because uh, they're her favorite. They're her favorite. Mm-hmm. And she loves them. She's so cute. So she's, oh, that is. But I
1: remember that. I remember that trip. I remember, like, I remember every night of that trip. I remember, like, the late night waiting for pizza. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember us walking over to the little plaza to get her cake. But then we also got, like, a bunch of decorations. And I remember the conversations you and I had, like, doing that. I remember Troy's face when we were singing to her. Like, it was, it's a very... It was a,
0: it was a very proud father moment. Yeah, moment. But it is.
1: And it's and it's just a
0: great memory. Like, it was just super cool. It was fun. Yeah. We, we are... Some pretty good gunkles. Well, and we're very fortunate. Yes, we are. Here's another fun memory for you. Do mm. you remember the Walker Stalker cruise? How could I forget any second of the most amazing vacation I've ever been it on? It was so good. So it was my second cruise because you didn't get to go on our first family cruise. And Tony and I were huge fans. We still are, but we are just not very caught up on um, Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. And uh, Tony had found this Walker Stalker cruise that left Miami and went around the Bahamas. So essentially, it's like a Comic-Con on a cruise ship that is Walking Dead themed. And it was the most insanely exciting experience of my life. It was so it was much wonderful. fun. We had such a good time. So we met
1: several friends in Miami... And then we got on the ship, and aside from all the fun that one can have with a Bahamas cruise, just imagine that there are zombies on the ship.
0: Well, there weren't zombies on the ship.
1: Well, I mean, there were panels, there were
0: stars, there were interviews, there was a haunted house. There was a haunted house, but it was more just, it was like a Comic Con. It was just people walking around, and there were people that, some people that were dressed up and things like that, but it was more, it was more specific to just a bunch of enthusiasts. Oh my God. Do you remember that girl that came from Asia by herself? My, mm-hmm. I still talk to her. We're
1: good friends on I Instagram. I loved her. She was I, wonderful. She came all the way by herself, by herself, was totally fine. Brought her selfie
0: stick before that was the thing. Gave me a really good fingernail clipper that I still use to this day. <laughs> it was. A re- it's a really good fingernail clipper. Um, and she was so lovely. Do you, I mean, we met so many stars from tons. Uh, we met, my, we met michonne mm. oh my god we met daryl mm-hmm. he took we got he took your phone and took, a picture, phone of and of took us. a picture of yeah, us your cell phone still has his fingerprints on them totally mm-hmm. actually it's now your cell phone because we swapped oh yeah i've wiped it clean since then Girl. um <laughs> goes that? ocd sorry we met Tyre- uh, Ty- tyrese i don't know why I was we met say tyrese Tyrell. we met who was the young lady Latin girl. Oh, Latina. Terrible. We haven't name. watched it. In Rosita. So long. Yes. remember Rosita.
1: Rosita.
0: Yeah. It was pretty much everyone except Rick and Carl. Yeah. Because they weren't a part of that yeah. cruise. Yeah. But we. Oh, we have some great pictures. Oh, my God. There's so many great pictures. We drank. A lot and had a really fun yeah, time. this was back in the fish days. We got to part, we just partied and had a really, really mm-hmm. fun time. That was also, we had gone and met up with your dad in Miami. That's right. We had dinner the night before and then yeah. went to the hotel. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I mean, it was, and that was such a good time too. It was. That it was really so was. Fun.
1: Speaking of my dad, do you remember
0: the holiday party? Oh my God, our first, <laughs> that was our first event together as a couple well technically thanksgiving dinner was our first but that that wasn't that's not an event that was a holiday this holiday i'm italian
1: i consider meals an event
0: (laughs) (laughs) no but that was like a meat like that was a meal we went over and did the holiday thing this holiday party was was, an event uh, it was an event your dad um and his now ex-wife used to throw these gigantic like holiday parties every single year every year uh it was the, always the second week of december and there was
1: like something insane like 400 people rotated through the house yeah. throughout the evening
0: it was nuts lots of music lots of booze lots of decoration jello lately. shots which
1: we force-fed everyone
0: yeah, it was so much fun and we and you invited me mm-hmm. and we invited we were like well hell if we're gonna do this then we're gonna gay up this here party so we invited a few friends we invited yeah we we had oh my god Sinclair Manzella Daniel, Daniel. um Toke of course mm-hmm. Dwayne was there Blaine was there as yeah. well <laughs> and then we also had Celia Celia was there too remember mm-hmm. and my brother And of course Tom was there of course and so we like gate up the whole thing and of course we all became like the fixtures of the party because everyone wanted to take pictures with the gays and had a good time with us. That's and still one of the best pictures you and I have
1: ever taken. It is was at that party. Our,
0: it's one of my favorite pictures mm-hmm. of us. It's my, a good I'm one. like baby faced, and yeah, you have no beard. I had literally no it's beard, weird. no hair, nothing. But it's so funny. But we, um, you got so drunk that night accidentally, and you got toward so the end, drunk that night. And I remember because it was when um Beyonce Beyonce single ladies came mm-hmm. out and the whole night you were like play, play a song i know play something i know and so <laughs> all night we danced to either single ladies or halo those are the two songs that we danced to the whole but night but we danced
1: we took over the living room
0: we did it was so mm-hmm. much fun that was and then fun. and
1: then i remember you had to take me to bed
0: i did and your dad was like he's fine i was like He's not and he's going to bed <laughs> good night and thank you yeah, like we're I done. remember
1: though we nearly shut that party down. I remember that by the time we were done there was only like eight people in the island around the kitchen
0: yeah no we were fine
1: I mean and that was when good the night. good scotch came out and that was when I said good night
0: <laughs> well yeah because you couldn't stand you were just like all over you the place. literally had to help me to the bedroom yeah it was an, it was a mess you were a mess i was I was 18 sheets to the wind <laughs> for sure mm-hmm. that was a good time though mm-hmm. it was super fun and you know it's one
1: of those things like once a year once every few years once in a while whatever it was it was fun it was super fun we had such a great time
0: that's fun so mm-hmm. we're up to I think that's five memories mm-hmm. I have another one for you do you remember I mean because it wasn't that long ago but do you remember moving to New York not at all <laughs> Yeah, I so I had always, so this is kind of a two-part story, because do you remember when we first started dating, I had always wanted to move to New York, and a mm-hmm. job had come up, because I would always been like just looking at jobs. I had been recruited by lots of jobs and things like that, so I always kind of kept myself out there, and um, a job opportunity in New York came available, and I just submitted a resume. Oh, I was so mad at And you. I told you, and we had only been dating for like maybe three months or so, three or four months. And I was like, oh, and I just told you in passing. I was like, oh, yeah, a job in New York, blah, 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 blah. And you were pissed. I was so mad at you. You did not want to even talk
1: to me. Not in like an intimate partner violence kind of way. Like, live your life, do your thing. Like, it wasn't that. I wasn't trying to control you. But, like, I was mad. Like, this already meant so much to me. And to hear that you did that, I was like, oh,
0: bastard. Yeah, it was a lot. It was intense. But I was like, don't even worry about it. Like, I'll never get it. And I didn't. So, you know, five months later or five years later, we didn't end up. um, I ended up getting another job opportunity and they moved me to Vegas temporarily. And I was traveling to New York so often that they finally were like, let's just move you to New York. And so you and I were not together at the time. And uh, I was like, I'm moving to New York. And we had made the decision to be back to we were back together but this was it was like a long distance back together because remember you had come to visit me in vegas and we had like officially decided that we were back together but we were long distance distancing it for a minute we were broken up for a while i don't remember
1: exactly when we got back together maybe it was that trip you would remember better than we I, were together. yeah we
0: were we were separated for a while and then i told you i was moving to vega or uh, new york and you said that you would meet me in new york so we um and then when when did i come so i moved to new york in may of 2013 and you came to visit in like june but when did i move here in august the day before our anniversary hmm yeah um, before our Which is very important to me. I wanted to. It was like before our five-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that math right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I, well, I can't ask you. You don't know how to. Do oh, math correct job. Um. It landed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you came out here, but it was funny because when you came to visit, I was like trying to like sell you on the New York thing. So we mm-hmm. did like very like normal everyday New Yorker type stuff. Nothing that involved Times Square. Or the Statue of Liberty, or the Empire State Building. No, you took me to the East River. Mm-hmm. You took me to the Nintendo World, which
1: you're a bastard. Rockefeller Center. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And we just ate like normal, like pizza and had good times and mm-hmm. the local bar and things like that and had a fun time. And then mm-hmm. you moved here in August and it was fun. And we had a good time. You. It was honestly, it was a really hard time for us, but it was one of my favorite times for us. It was tough. It was tough. I have never
1: been without a job for as long as I was when I got here. Yeah. Which is so weird because my um, profession, you typically can work anywhere and don't have to wait very long. And in New York, one would think there would be a lot more opportunities. But I have honestly never been without a job as long as I was when I got here. Yeah, and I remember. So here's the next story. Do you remember my first job? Do you, you remember how I got my first job? Well, you had Here. to mail in a resume. Or so whatever. I had applied to almost 500 jobs, almost 500, um, and there was this one job with the government that had been sitting, uh, waiting to go out, but I just wouldn't send it out because they wanted, literally, wanted paper. Like there was nothing online, there was no electronic submission, they wanted paper, they wanted a stamp, and I was like, We don't even have stamps because who does that anymore? And I was in no rush to send that out. And I was talking to you and about you came it home and, and you were like, like, Why have you not applied to this job? Well and you, you said, like,
0: Isn't this about to like expire? And I said, Yeah, it's like three days and you said, You should I was just, like, send just send this send it. You were like, This is the stupidest thing ever and I was like, Look, sometimes the hardest most rewarding thing I'm sorry, sometimes the most rewarding things are the hardest things to attain, right? Well and let's be fair, I put a stamp on an envelope. That's not that hard. It's really not that difficult. But I was like, just do it. You'd be surprised at what happened. And sure enough, like days later after sending it out, they responded to you and asked you for an interview.
1: And I remember going to that building and being frightened. As I always am when I interview for things. Um and I was so frightened and I remember there was all these other people in the room and I said, Well ladies, I don't know why you're scared. You're going to get this job. You're clear. Cause I was talking to them. I was learning about their experience and I was like, I don't know why you're the least bit scared about this. You're going to do great. You're going to get this job. Um, and, and I remember I interviewed and later I learned my boss told me and it was the nicest thing ever, but she told me she literally left the interview and said that it, it was her first interview of the day and they were hiring for multiple positions. And she said, I got one mm. like right from the beginning. I got one. And I remember I interviewed with multiple people at that interview with her and all of them said this is this is that's someone to guy. hire. Mm. And it was like that was so wonderful for me because I mean that's just wonderful all the time. Like that's super nice when like strangers meet you once and are like yes, I'm going to invest in you. Like what a wonderful thing yeah, like, to have. Sure. Yeah, what a what a cup filler, you know. I love it. But to have been without work for as long as I
0: was to then have that happen. Uh, was super super cool. I don't know. We. I was. You know. I was able to take care of us at the time, which was fine. And uh, I. Yeah, just, but I don't like not being able to provide. Of course not. And you know, it was. But it, I didn't care because I had you here, mm-hmm. and it was just so much fun. And um, I don't know. We had like the best, like loosest times of our lives. Like we did karaoke and we hung out at the bar and we played around and we sight saw like we just had fun we just had a good time learning the city doing it together with one another it was just incredible Mm. it was just so much fun Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed that there's so i think we're at six we have three more memories and then we can cut this uh segment short Mm. but one of the memories I wanted to talk to you about... Do you remember our first um, meal together? Not Ruby Tuesdays. Not that meal. I am talk- I should say our first breakfast together. Do you remember where we ate? Oh, the little cafe like a block and a half from... No. Not that one. Which one? Einstein Brothers Bagels. That wasn't our first. It was. It was the, one of the first times that we had gone out and eaten with each other. This. This is... Uh, I know mis- what you're mistaken. Saying. I know what you're, you're mistaken. Okay, yeah. Well, I remember. Do you remember Einstein address, Bagels is a good setup? Do you remember Einstein first
1: Brothers breakfast? Brothers. That's not.
0: That wasn't our first. Well, breakfast. I remember. But Einstein Bagels, the thing you quoted Einstein in our Brothers wedding vows, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. where um, you so embarrassing in a very. I mean, first of all, we were getting <laughs> egg sandwiches, and you were like, "I know." I, I didn't have, get
1: an egg sandwich.
0: I know. What did you get then? I had an everything bagel. With hummus, sprouts, and a variety of vegetables. Mm, I don't remember that, but okay. I wouldn't order eggs. Um, I remember you (laughs) saying, I know that I don't spend a lot of money, and I can be pretty cheap, but $6 for an egg sandwich seems kind of expensive to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are... Look, I, I... See, I'm speechless right now. I couldn't even put together a complete thought at the time. Um, But it was really funny. And during the time that we were talking to one another, you had said, um, see, when we get a a joint bank account, uh, things like egg sandwiches won't be something that we buy on a frequent basis. And I said, a joint bank account? And you realized exactly what you had said. And withdrew it immediately. And you were like where you like blew it off and i didn't say i didn't press you for anything i just left it alone but i just thought that that was so funny it was a cute little moment no i was like
1: um, uh i didn't no, nothing how's your how's your sandwich
0: yeah do you remember so that was another memory do you remember the first piece of furniture that we bought together that horrible dvd rack that i can see out of the corner of my eyes it's that was it's I don't think it's the same. I guess it may have been the same one. Then, oh, huh? it's the
1: same one. Yeah. No, we haven't bought another wow, one. Wow, that's a that's yeah. very valid point. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. we yeah. Um, Balsa
0: wood and
1: whatever cheaper than balsa wood is. <laughs> I
0: Yeah, it was. So Tony has quite the collection of DVDs. I love movies. And he always wanted to keep them everywhere we went. So we needed a very large DVD rack to house all of those DVDs a DVD rack that is somewhat useless at this point in time it's just a very large piece of furniture that <laughs> literally is barely holding up at this point I mean you added a bunch of bolts and screws and it's literally the frankenstein's monster of our furniture kind of is yeah, fires definitely bad yeah totally um <laughs> but yeah that was the first piece of furniture that we bought together to house all of your DVDs mm. which was fun so what is that that's 7 8 we got mm-hmm. 1 more memory make it a count make it a good one hmm. what was the name of the bar that we used to frequent all the time where back in florida georgie's georgie's, georgie's alibi may she rest in peace because it's no longer yeah, she's thing. gone now yeah. it's where we met
1: it's where we hung out with some regularity It's where we went when people came into town. So here, I'll I'll see your Georgie's memory, and without going to ten, I will raise you a meeting Mora. Well, sure. So hiding behind the little window in your apartment the weird window between your kitchen and your dining area our apartment because you ended up well eventually yeah eventually Mm -hmm. i moved there and she came and i jumped out from behind there and said boo and she immediately responded by saying boo back which is like the cutest thing and that was when we discovered four locos which were dangerous and we were in our 20s so we didn't just drink 18 percent alcohol by itself we decided to add vodka that and was the,
0: your idea let's just make sure
1: that well that's we fine that to whatever was my idea but we decided that a full drink became a mixer and we drank and then we went to georgie's and dear sweet girl had some issues
0: it's that not, evening it was just a very rough night but that was kind <laughs> of our whole georgie's experience right like we i mean we were friends with the bartender we knew the owner ed I remember now. like we, we had friends at all three bars in that bar. Yeah, we knew everyone. Mm-hmm. We were, I mean, we knew the drag queens. We did. We, we were very involved at that point. We were. We were, I mean, Georgie's was like our stomping grounds. Like that was like. Pretty much anyone started to walk through the front door and we would look and
1: half the time I would say we knew them.
0: I was there probably two to three nights a week. Crazy. Because. Silly children Yeah, in I would literally like, go hang out there. Always there for Thursday night, Long Island night, right? That was always a thing. $5? Uh, $3. $3. $3 $3 for a a mason Mason jar
1: full of, and not a little mason jar, a big old jam holding mason jar.
0: Yeah. That was so much alcohol. And then I was there the night that Barack Obama won his first term presidency mm. i was at georgie's alibi that night that is so funny that's the that's the place i first saw the single ladies music video that is true that's where we <laughs> danced to Million million dollar bill the club oh, remix with Dwayne. Oh, Dwayne. M- every 30s. time it came on that was his jam Dwayne, that was back when he my, couldn't my dance my <laughs> best friend my best friend who refused to dance yeah. for a really yeah. long time and then later danced later Georgie's alibi <laughs> I'm the later. one that got him to dance <laughs> at Georgie's alibi that was like my doing Georgie's mm-hmm. alibi did that Georgie's alibi was the night that I told you I loved you mm-hmm. Georgie's alibi was the night that you told me you dug my chili Georgie's alibi was I mean we had I we used I to do brunch you. yeah we used to br- you remember when we would brunch there mm-hmm. and do all of that um, do you remember the drag queen, Natasha, that used to be there? Which one? The one that used to always do the lip thing. Like, she would always, and had the big, and could flex her boobs. Remember her big No. Oh my god, I loved her. I don't remember that. She was so much fun. So much fun. I, I remember I meeting Alexis Mateo there. Alexis Mateo. We met quite a few RuPaul's Drag Race queens there. That's true. On Gino, we met mm-hmm. there as well. We also met... Um. Uh, why can I not think of her name right now? But we, I mean, we met quite a few mm-hmm, drag, race, mm-hmm. drag queens from there. It was a good, that was our place. We loved That's them. a good ninth memory for the ninth year. Yeah. Well, I love you. We've made it nine years together. Mm-hmm. That is insanity. Which is what I'm going to plea when I murder you.
1: <laughs> well, that just got real more remote. But. <laughs>
0: I'm over here trying to tell you that I love you and you're trying to murder me. At least we have record (laughs) with this podcast recording.
1: Um, Yes, it's a wonderful trip down memory lane and I'm crazy about you. You're
0: crazy, yes. Mm. Um, Crazy for you. Oh, he sings too. Mm. I thought you were going to sing Crazy in Love. No. Drunk in Love? No. Oh, well, okay. (laughs) On that note, (laughs) let's take a break. There you go. We'll see you all soon. Hey, everyone. We cannot thank you enough for taking the time to listen to our podcast and for allowing us to be a part of your Wednesdays. If you love Relationship, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PodRelationship for even more relationship content and information. And If you have any relationship questions or topics that you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your questions on air and do our very best to share our thoughts and offer guidance based on our very own experiences. Please don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. And if you're a fan of the show, make sure to leave us a five-star rating and give us a great review your support is much appreciated and from the bottom of both of our hearts we want to thank you now let's get back to the show
1: All right, folks, now it's time for our listener situations.
0: That's right. Send your relationship questions or comments to relationshipquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your emails here on the show and do our best to give some guidance. So pop, lock, and drop it. Pop, (laughs) lock, and drop it. Sometimes I don't know who you are. (laughs) Well you know exactly who I am. Sometimes you just can't imagine that you married it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's more accurate. Yeah, I know. Moving on. Our first email. Hi, Cretellis. My name is John and I live in Texas. I've been seeing a guy for about three months now and he's really nice and I like him a lot. Oh, that's good. I just don't think I'm as physically attracted to him now like I was when we first started seeing each other we aren't serious as a matter of fact we don't even call each other boyfriends but i spend most of my time with him and we don't sleep with other people i just don't think he's as attractive as he was when we first met and really think i should call it all off but i don't want to hurt his feelings what should i do um i mean it's only been three months um i will say that to the last part of your email you're gonna hurt anybody's feelings when you break up with them that's just unavoidable um, there are nicer ways of doing it. Uh, certainly you don't have to bring up the fact that you're not physically attracted to him. Maybe that's not the you're way to an do it. ugmo. I don't like you anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were cute, but mm. Mm, must have been the The lighting. lights are on. Yeah. You. Not, not a good way to go. Um, but. You know, this doesn't sound so serious. This isn't like months and months and months or years of being together or you know, building a whole bunch of things together. This is someone you thought you were into. It's been three months. You're not really into them. doesn't sound like there's a whole lot to sort of analyze and go through here. If you're not attracted to them, you're not attracted to them. Um, sex is important. Being attracted to your partner is very important. Uh, it's one of those things I would say is probably a deal breaker. Um, and if you're not feeling that way,
0: I think it's okay to end it. I mean, I think the good news is that it's only three months, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, three months is, is like really good. I, you know, I mean, kind of to Tony's point, like, you're, it's still early enough within the relationship or situationship. I don't know what it is. That you guys have the ability to, um, to break it off without anybody getting like too butt hurt, <laughs> pun intended, behind the situation. So I feel like, um, I I just feel like it's easy to just be like, you know what? I like I've enjoyed my time with you, but I just don't know that I see this moving forward in in any kind of way with me. Like, I hope we can be friends, but like that'll be the beginning and end of it for me. And then just leave it at that. You know, again, like Tony said, you don't have to hurt feelings by saying like, you know, I think you're a Shrek and I no longer want to be with you. Oh, dear. Um, But I don't know. I don't know how he's feeling. I don't know where he's at. Um, but I, I do think it is important for you to, to end it because the longer you let this last, the more, uh, feelings get attached to the situation. Um, and the more chances that you'll have of actually hurting his feelings. And so, uh, get rid of it, end it right now. Like be like, just be a decent human being again, honor Dan Savage's campfire rule and, uh, get out of there. There you go.
1: All right, our next one. Hi guys, I'd like to stay anonymous if that's okay.
0: Sure. Nope, I don't like you. Yeah, and we're done reading the email. Yeah.
1: Uh, my boyfriend and I have been uh, listening to your show, show religiously since we discovered it. I love the non-judgmental way you give advice, and I really love it when Marco gets sassy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it too.
0: I love that my sass has a following. Uh, yeah. That's its own Twitter account. Yes.
1: Uh, I'm hoping for some of that here. Oh, he wants some of your sassiness. Don't worry. He'll dish it out. Uh, <laughs> I only came out to my family a couple of years ago. My current boyfriend is the second guy I have brought around my family. They say they like him, but sometimes during dinner or when we are watching TV together, they some they say some less than gay-friendly things. Nothing that is an outright attack, but definitely bordering on microaggression. Any thoughts on what we can do? Okay. So, um, it doesn't matter when you came out. Um, You know, your family still has to respect you and your boyfriend. They may need some time to adjust to the idea of you being gay. And they may need some time to understand how they have to adjust their behavior in response to your being gay. And that's fine. You can give them that space. Um, but you're giving them that space. There is no, and I mean no, excuse for homophobia, microaggressions. uh, You need to stick up for your man. He needs to stick up for you. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, Again, I believe that when you come out, you are dropping a bomb on your family, uh, and I think it's only natural for them to need some time. I think it's great when they don't, don't get me wrong, but I think it's only natural that they need some time, but this isn't that. This is um, intolerance. this is homophobia. This is something you shouldn't have to put up with. This is not a part of everyone sort of coming to understand uh, what's going on there's There's no reason for you not to have respect. Um, yeah, I mean, I just it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know there are some people in my family who um, maybe have some older world views. Um, But they either outright treat my husband with respect and really like him, um, or they don't say anything. Now, I'm not an idiot. There have been several occasions where I've heard something get stifled in the middle of being said that I know was either going to be racist or homophobic. Um, And, like, it's good that it stopped mid-sentence. That's, you know, I'm not... You do what you do when I'm not around, but when I'm around, you will be respectful. Um, And that's just the truth of it. So, I mean, and, and if something was said around you, I would definitely stick up for you. And I think that applies here, too.
0: I appreciate that and just, and, and I love that. And I know that about you, but let the record reflect. If something was said about me, I'm gonna have to stick up for myself. Here comes the sass! You're not getting ready to say anything about (laughs) me to my face, um, and think that you're just gonna get away with it and say whatever it is that you wanna say. So my thing is, uh, I would stop them dead. I don't like microaggressions. I think that they're bullshit. Mm. So if you decide that you wanna say something under your breath or say a sarcastic or cutting little scenario in which I have to like, question whether or not you actually said it or anything like that. I'm just going to call you out on the situation and figure out what the fuck it was that you were actually trying to get across. So if you have something to say to me, you're going to say it to me. We're both adults in this situation. So if you don't like him or you don't enjoy our situation or you are homophobic or you have an issue with the situation, just fucking say it. Just say it so then I know how to deal with the situation. But don't be two-faced. Like, don't say one thing to me and then make me feel a certain way about the situation, but in all actuality you actually feel a completely different way about it I don't do well with that that is Mm -hmm. not something that like that works well with me and I don't come from a family that does very well with that so I would stop them dead in their tracks and say I'm sorry Please help me understand a little bit more about what it is that you were trying to say because it sounded like you were trying to say X, Y, and Z and I would have a very hard time understanding how that is true especially since me and my boyfriend are here in this moment and you uh, invited us over for the situation. If you don't want us to be here, we will make ourselves not present and I would just leave it at that situation. Again, I've said this before, but Dan Savage has always said that when you get in your adult life as a gay, lesbian transgender human being you have the ability to only hold one thing over your parents head and that is your lack of presence that is the only thing that you have and if they are not able to fit in or uh respect or understand who you are at this um fork in the road or a juncture whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you're at right now in your life then they don't get to have you around the the way that they would normally so they need to know and learn how to uh, respect you a little bit more so i would just say uh hit it head on like literally go to them And ask them what it is exactly that they... I mean, and maybe you don't need to cause a scene. I'm more of a scene causer. Um, (laughs) But, you know, maybe you don't need to uh, cause a big scene or anything like that. But take your mom and your dad to the side and say, like, hey, I've got to be honest with you. I kind of feel like you guys are being a little, uh, uh, I don't know, snippy or, um, I don't know, rude to my boyfriend whenever we're around that there's these, like, teeny tiny little bits of... uh, aggression that you're passing along uh, it reads as homophobia to me am I being delusional or uh, is this something that you guys want to bring to my attention so I know how to move forward within the situation and say and let them know like it's fine if you guys feel that way like I can understand that this may be how you guys feel about the situation but I need you to understand that if that is the way that you're going to feel I'm not going to subject my boyfriend to that like I'm not going to do that to him because that's not fair it's not fair to him it's not respectful to me and we we don't have to be a part of that i can hang out with people who don't do that to me <laughs> so like yeah so you need to uh let me know what's going on and and i will not make you uncomfortable going forward and that will just be the way that we move about our lives and that'll be it and i'll see you at weddings and funerals and that'll be about it
1: And I, um, you know, I got the sense that there's multiple players at these dinners, that it's not just one or two. And if that's the case, then you also have the option of, well, I can't come over to the dinner where the people make the homophobic comments because I'd rather spend time with my boyfriend. Um, but I tell you what, I'll throw a dinner party. Next week, but I'm only inviting the non-homophobic family members Sure, And you can still be connected to your family And you're not doing that to be a jerk You love your family and you want to be around them You just don't want to be around the ones that are saying nasty things And either that will be what you do going forward Is have two separate family dinners On two separate nights um, Or the other people will kind of, you know Get the hint Well, they'll get um, They'll be treated for their rectal cranial inversion And they will be okay (laughs) And that will be that So I think the advice for this week is a bit harsher than we normally do. Well, at least than I normally do, (laughs) but I'm sticking to it. That's what we said.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we said anything wrong. I think we made it what it's supposed to be. Right. Cheers. Cheers to that. Let's take a short break. We'll be back in just a bit. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this really important conversation. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship, And don't forget to subscribe and rate us. And tell at least one person you know. <laughs> You can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments that you'd like us to address here on the show. And if you're in the New
1: York City area, remember to join our group on meetup.com for more relationship content and activities. Anthony and I will be harassing your ears next week. And remember, you may think you know it all, but you don't know jack shit.